Welcome to I'm Uncomfortable. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Melissa. And we've been friends since everybody's favorite time of life, puberty. Like most people who thought cutting their own bangs was a good idea, we're professionals in feeling that itchy, cringy, out-of-place awkwardness. Join us as we unapologetically explore the topics that make us cringe and how to be okay with it. Now let's get uncomfortable. Okay, hi everyone. Welcome to another episode of I'm Uncomfortable. We're just churning those episodes out, aren't we, Vanessa? I know, it's crazy. (laughs) Can you believe this is already episode 10? Happy 10th birthday. Happy 10th birthday to us. (laughs) (laughs) We are one thing now. We are one being. But anyways, before we kick off today's topic um, of discussion, what's made you uncomfortable this week? Well, I am back at work, Melissa, and we, I know, (laughs) um, we're trying to figure out how to responsibly reopen schools uh, in a safe way, so... There's lots of rules. I read a 53-page document all on the rules for opening up. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, so I'm about to be rocking my uh, face shield, face mask. Honestly, it just put me in a hazmat suit at this point because, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I can't even with a 50-plus-page document. That's no fun. That's not fun to come back to after a three-week <laughs> hiatus. It's like, here, you missed. It, it was like summing up all of that stuff that lost time into one document like oops how, you missed it here it is <laughs> well, how, how about you rude. how have you been doing for, for me i've been doing well overall um but i have been it is now officially summer in my brain because i am full-on getting attacked by mosquitoes oh i know they like me for some reason and i don't want them to like me it's your blood it is my blood or your smell there's something or my smell an does does that mean you? I smell an odor about me? Does that <laughs> is that like a good thing or a bad thing? Um, I was gonna say bad because mosquitoes are biting you. So, I mean, I was just talking about my smell. Is it good or bad? I hope it's good. <laughs> so mosquitoes, it's amazing. <laughs> Great job. Anyways, so yeah, I've been spending a lot more time outside. I actually this past weekend I went rollerblading with my brothers, um, and I ate crap on the on the ground so I like almost rolled my ankle and I I bruised my butt and I scraped my hand and then on top of that I got bitten by mosquitoes so you know just full summertime fun (laughs) it's been making me uncomfortable well uh, as many of you may know Melissa and I actually met in the fifth grade when I transferred to the small little Catholic school that she was attending at the time and Mm -hmm. so on today's episode we're going to get super uncomfortable and talk about Catholic school or private Catholic school I should say are all Catholic Mm -hmm. schools private schools because not all private schools are Catholic Uh, Catholic interesting Um, Well, I digress, (laughs) because we could talk (laughs) for a long time about this topic. We're just going to focus in today on misconceptions around private school, why our parents chose to send us there, and our uncomfortable experiences growing up in this system. I think, you know, to start, though, we need to name 
that one of the biggest misconceptions about private school is that it's elite. And I'm sure in some cases it may be, but in other ways, it's not. Well, in the way that we experienced private school, it was not. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions about private Catholic school um, is the fact that it is seen as elite and it the types of therefore the types of people that attend these private schools kind of are assumed to be of wealth or affluence um typically for example like this typical stereotype of wealthy that you see on tv when the characters are in like uniform and they're going into a private school but like Vanessa mentioned that it is it's not the case for the both of us. Um, don't get me wrong. I think going to a school that requires tuition in an, in itself is a privilege. So I don't want to knock that um, very you know privileged in that sense. But it wasn't easy for my parents. It the reasoning, and we'll get into the reasons why our parents did choose to send us to private Catholic schools. Um, it was because my parents definitely decided that sending their kids to a private Catholic school was worth that tuition money for, you know, using majority of their paychecks to to send us to a school. And we will get into why. Well, let's get into it now. I'm curious because my mom also used up a majority of her paycheck to send me to our, mm-hmm. our school. So why... If both of my parents knew that it cost that much money, I don't know. Why did your parents choose to send you there then? And your your brother, your older brother also. Yeah, so just for some background, my parents grew up in a not-so-great neighborhood here in Southern California. And my parents went to middle school and high school in the 80s after having immigrated from the Philippines to the United States just a few years before that. So, um just like a quick history lesson during the time of, in the 80s it's it was a time of increased police violence specifically so having being a person of color and you know newly immigrated to this new country um, my parents experienced a lot of discrimination and, and violence being not in from a you know affluent area they were in a rough part of the neighborhood so their decision to send me and my brothers to a Catholic school was to help provide us with a secure environment that they did not have growing up. So that was their reasoning behind sending me to this particular school. But how about you? Like, how, what was your experience with having that conversation? Did you have a direct conversation with your parents about that? Oh, all the time. My, well, my parents used to threaten me actually. Oh no. Yeah. So if I was mis, my mom specifically. So if I was misbehaving, um, she would threaten to send me to a public school. So she would say like, oh, you don't want to do your homework? You don't want to do X, Y, Z? Then, you know, I'm just going to send you to the public school. And she made it sound so scary. And as I got more defiant, you know, as I grew up into the angsty preteen years, I was like, fine, send me to public school then. And of course she wasn't going to follow <laughs> yeah. through on You called her bluff. I did. I sure did. Uh, but yeah. I remember being so scared. And I, I feel like we talked about this at one point. But my parents kind of led me to believe that public schools were gang factories. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, kids go in and they come out gangsters. Or they just, like, don't finish their, their like education. And, yeah. Yeah. I was driving by our, you know, our local high school one time. And my stepdad turned to me 
for no reason. We weren't like, I don't want <laughs> for why he turned to me and he was like, do you know why there's a fence around the high school? And I was like, um, to keep the kids safe. And he was like, no, it's to keep them in. And he said it in such a, like this ominous tone. Honestly, I was going to pee my pants just a little bit. <laughs> what? Yeah. As if like there are uh... these animals, these wild animals that have to be kept in school because they don't want to be there. And at the time, I just, I didn't understand that the high school, that that high school was actually my only option because I was thinking, you know, we had some really nice public schools nearby in just the next neighborhoods over in really affluent Mm -hmm. areas, which is crazy to think that I could drive maybe 15 minutes and all of a sudden it was a completely different and nicer high school, public high school, Mm -hmm. right? So I thought when I was calling my mom's bluff that I could choose where I went to school. And I we got didn't older. understand how that worked oh, back then. We just no. thought you could just go because I mean, we just thought because we could just that go makes to this sense. Catholic you can private pick, school. Yeah, you can pick where you go to school. That makes yeah. a lot of sense, but that's <laughs> not how it works. Thanks, nope. redlining. Um, so yeah, so my mom explained to me much later, and I learned a little bit too on my own that I never had a choice, and the only right. choice I had, or that she thought that she had, was to send me to the the private school that we went to. Um, right. Yeah. Plus, I guess being that my parents are technically Catholics, I'm sure yeah. it was like a nice added bonus that the school was also Catholic. Right. All the things yeah. <laughs> wrapped up into one. <laughs> That's so interesting. That okay. Why do parents like? So, sorry for this quick sidebar, but why do parents make up things like that? Like it's to keep the kids in. Like I don't dun know. dun dun. He was feeling some type of way that day because literally <laughs> for no reason. Like we were going to LBC, that store where you sent stuff to the Philippines. Like oh yeah, yeah. The Balikbayan. Yeah, box, and on boxes. the way, yeah, to, on the way to get there, we were passing by mm-hmm. the high school. So he, uh, why? <laughs> there is no reason that he needed to bring that up. Anyway, anyways. All right, so we actually asked some of our friends what made them uncomfortable about their private school experiences, and we were surprised to find out that many people felt uncomfortable with a lot of the same things. It was very interesting to hear their takes on going back to their memory log on what their experiences were. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, they were like, oh, let me get back to you. And they came at me with very detailed descriptions. Paragraphs. Yeah, of what happened. Well, one of the major things people had an issue with was the uniforms or, you know, just the dress code in general. Mm -hmm. There were a ton of stories about nuns or teachers checking, (laughs) I know, checking a skirt or short length restrictions on how your hair could look. Like your hair couldn't look unnatural. So if you had dye or too much gel, that was unnatural. Yeah. And also this tidbit, the fact that girls seemingly had way more rules than the boys did as far as uniforms Mm -hmm. and appearance goes. Uh, One of my friends, actually, she said, I felt uncomfortable with uniform checks in elementary school because it was done outside with the whole school, even down to measuring our skirts with rulers. And if they found you broke a rule, you had to stand next to the teacher in the front, like shaming until they were done checking. In high school, they separated us from the boys at least, and was only a class size, not the whole school. I also remember that there was always more rules for girls than boys in the handbook, even down to a rule about what kind of underwear girls were allowed to wear. So many rules for girls and like a paragraph for boys, like WTF. 
Yeah, I can relate to that. I have another story to share about that. But I remember having the nuns tell us to kneel and we would have to make sure that our skirts were touching the ground Uh as the way of measurement. And it would be so funny because when they would announce that they're doing a check, I remember us (laughs) pulling our skirts down. Not that I ever like the skirts are really long just in general. Yes. (laughs) But to make that to make it touch the ground is a lot. Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, that was... Or that. risk having to buy a new effing skirt. Right, right. Because yeah. it doesn't... I don't know. Do they not know pe- people are different proportions? Anyways, <laughs> on the same topic, um, we got another story about a teacher taking it a little too far in regards to checking uniforms and things like that or just being creepy in general so Ugh. one <laughs> one story that we received was we had a religion teacher who made all the girls feel uncomfortable like extremely uncomfortable whether it was his stares or his comments to us especially about our skirts Ew. That's gross yeah he's also a eucharistic minister needless to say the administration made it a rule that he could not be alone with a female student at <gasps> any given time wait really like, why not just fire him then? That's terrible. I I know. I don't understand why what kind of exception this creepy creepy man has. That's I mean, that's gross. That is really gross. Not okay. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> and you know, ugh, we can go in on like a bunch of weird th- interactions mm. which kind of brings me to the next topic. So, one of the other common themes was weird or awkward social interactions or restrictions that were in place in private Catholic schools. So for example, making boys and girls sit separately and not letting them play together during recess or lunch or leaving quote unquote room for Jesus oh between <laughs> couples at school dances. I definitely remember leave that. Leave room for Jesus or leave, leave room for the Holy Spirit. Like, yeah. Leave room ew. for like, so your arms distance away from people uh. while you're dancing. Yeah. So this specific little tidbit or memory was making the boys and girls sit separately and play separately during recess and lunch because this particular person, their class, the teachers had found out that there was a couple in their <gasps> class. So of course. God okay, forbid. Wait, was, was that elementary school though? Or was that high school? Because elementary I, school. Okay. Like middle school probably. Yeah. Middle school. This I. I know this happened to one of my friends at another private school. Yeah. Yeah. So they were like, no, no, no. We can, we must separate them. <laughs> you need to focus on God. Not leave room for Jesus, Mary, Joseph. <laughs> Which is all the archangels. <laughs> all the saints. <laughs> Just go be in a different class. I mean, pretty much. I remember us being separated from the boys, too, oh, the in time. our class. Which was so yeah. silly. Like, the boys were supposed to play basketball or some type of, do some type of, like, sport activity. And the girls, they just let us walk jump around. rope. And sit around and talk or jump rope. Which really, what, that's not recess. That's also, like, what, I want to play basketball sometimes. Oh, or, like, it wasn't wanna, even an option. Yeah. Here, it's, Yeah. Anyways, again, we can get into like all of those things. You know, a lot of social norms and I think a lot of conflicting messaging around sexuality and that very binary focus where it's boys and And girls. girls. Mm -hmm. Right. So uh, that's so, that's so troubling. Mixed messages Mm -hmm. too. Like, oh, it's okay to be gay, but don't act on it. Otherwise you're a sinner. You're going to hell. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. It's so conflicting. 
Well, there were not only intense and sometimes unreasonable restrictions on the student behavior, but there was also sometimes really unreasonable expectations of parents and how they quote unquote should be part of the community. Mm -hmm. A lot of rules, you know, I will say for a private school and like for a religious institution, there's a lot of judgment. It's very judgy. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think it's based on God is going to judge you when you die. Like literally based institution is based. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Did you forget? I forgot. (laughs) Well, I also remember something about forgiveness, but it seemed that there was very little of that available (laughs) when we were in school. Um, So here's one example that I've one of our friends sent in and when she texted this to me, it brought up so many feelings around what we were talking about earlier, Melissa, about how our parents could barely afford to send us to school. Right. So she said, uh, one thing that made her uncomfortable was that everything involved money. I would get dropped off at school early. She said, because that was the only time my cousin could take me and they would charge us for daycare, even though it was like 20 to 30 minutes before school started. Yeah. Parents had to come and volunteer, and if they couldn't meet their hours, they would have to pay. So my dad had to pay all the time since he was always gone and working. And then there was the whole thing about selling chocolate, and if we didn't sell it, we had to pay for the rest. I always ended up with hella chocolate bars. Girl, yes. <laughs> I, how many chocolate bars did my mom and I eat because we couldn't sell it? So many. Is that specific, that brand, like, we're going to, I'm going to call it out, the world's, world's finest. finest. It's still yeah, around. Some of my kids be coming around selling some world's finest for whatever, like, wow. sports programs. Yeah, they're good. They got the monopoly on the chocolate game, girl. It's- on the child sales game. And you know what's kind of crazy? Because I feel so bad because I remember how terrible it would feel to not be able to sell to them. To sell it all. So whenever any of my kids come around, one time, so I, as part of, oh, this is kind of a tangent, but as part of my, you know, budget, I have like a $50 charity budget. And so mm-hmm. one of my coworkers was selling World's Finest Chocolate for her kid. And I was like, give me $50 worth of chocolate. I just, that's that was my like quote unquote charity for the, yeah. for the month. Because I just felt so bad. It's so difficult to sell. And everyone's selling it right and then if can you imagine we were all yeah you're all it. trying to who's sell- gonna buy it <laughs> and we all live in like the vicinity of the same vicinity in the area so it's like <laughs> our parents work at the same places like <laughs> yeah and i wasn't I, I was never in girl scouts or anything so i wasn't oh, me neither that cost money <laughs> that part that part yes i i remember thinking as like a little kid i wanted to be in girl scouts same. but then i thought about it later and i was like oh yeah that's why i wasn't in it because it costs money to be there <laughs> the park so, is free just go play and go play play on the swings anyways yeah i re- i remember asking my dad i'm like why are we not walking around the neighborhood like the girl scouts do to like sell their cookies and like, yeah. sell our chocolate but my i mean not that I live in like the hor- most horrible of neighborhoods, but we never just peruse our neighborhood. We don't talk to our neighbors, no. really. Um, so it's not like we were going to knock on the doors and just try to solicit no. world's finest. Well, see, there's also a very weird, you know, okay, so I understand private schools, they don't get funding necessarily from the state in the same way that public schools do. So they right. rely on tuition to cover the fees that it takes to run the school. Right. But there's just this weird 
inequity that I, that happens at private schools because they assume that, oh, you can afford to come here, therefore you have disposable income. Right. And especially when the recession hit, that really wasn't true. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I I mean, also to, to speak to what that's the story that you shared, I do remember my mom volunteering as well and like trying to get those hours in so that they didn't, that she didn't have to pay that extra tuition on top of, you know, and then I, I think they also tied it into um, going to church on Sundays. Like if, if you're a parishioner, like a consistent parishioner and you, you donated money to the church, an X number of amount every month or so, Mm -hmm. it would knock down your tuition a little bit. Like that's, that was the incentive to keep going to church. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah. I learned that later because you get as a parishioner to the church, you get like those little donation envelopes sent to your house. Oh my gosh. And you put, mm -hmm. yeah. So it helped if you have a kid going to the school to go to church on Sundays so that you could give the little envelope and then get your little credits and then. That seems a little messed up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a little bit, a little bit. so a little we bit. weren't going to mass because my mom believed in jesus we were going to mass because she needed to put some money in the collection bin. it's an incentive yeah wow. but <laughs> jesus is a bonus <laughs> wow i just learned something new y'all i did not yeah. know that okay yeah. okay okay well you know we just shared some stories about what made our friends uncomfortable a lot of which we agree with mm-hmm. i think what made me personally uncomfortable was that it just felt like there were a lot of unspoken rules, definitely a lot of gender norms gender. Yeah, mm-hmm. that we needed to follow, especially in elementary school. If you listen to our um, podcast trailer, you might remember Melissa mentioning that when we met for the first time, I came to school <laughs> wearing the boys tie, which is just a normal... Just, you know, a tie. Regular tie, yeah. But yeah. And I wasn't allowed to wear that tie past that day. And I don't really I remember, remember you not coming in the next day with that on. I you have. They I put had the you in your place. Little, yeah, they sure did. And I also remember uh, when I was trying to join the flag football team. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Okay. I was, I was there. <laughs> I need everyone I to understand that this was a small private Catholic school flag football team it was elementary school elementary elementary school middle school elementary it was not anything special but when i told you know my teacher at the time that i was gonna do it she was a nun and she legit was like oh no you're not and i yeah (laughs) i remember you telling me that i was so taken aback I, i didn't think it was that big of a deal and sometimes i wonder if they let me participate because someone pointed out to them that they might be able to be like we could sue them for gender mm. discrimination. Because I wonder, I wanna know. Was there were there parents that said something? Was it your mom that said something? Doubtful. I'm sure my mom didn't say anything. <laughs> she what was she, she was busy working. She, this is true. She didn't know what I was up to. I just came home and was like, I'm getting flag football. And she was like, Okay, sure. Sure. But I'm sure someone said something because no one ever gave me like the actual okay to play. I just, they probably didn't know what to say to you. They, that was probably very new to them because they're used to these kids just following the rules and then assuming the gender norm. 
Yes, and that we'll just do it. Yeah, boys play five Well, football. one teacher, she came up to me. I'll ne- I forgot her name, but I'll never forget, you know, her face and what she said. And she came up to me very passionately and, like, held me by the shoulders. Like, not shaking me violently, but, like, <laughs> you know, held me really firmly. And I remember her telling me distinctly to not let the nuns bully me out of playing <gasps> flag football. Maybe it was the teachers or the, like, the, the teachers that said something about it. I, you know, I hope so. And looking back now, I, and having been a teacher myself, I hope so. Yeah, that's... That would, that would warm my heart yeah. so much. Hmm. That is, that is How about you? What made you feel personally uncomfortable? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I remember trying to think about what made me uncomfortable. And honestly, I don't think I during the time I felt any sort of uncomfortable Melissa in elementary school and maybe even Melissa in the first couple of years of high school, a Catholic private school. Um, we, I fit well within a structure and within those types of things. But I mean, I feel like I was uncomfortable to a normal level, just like every, anyone else my age going through the normal awkwardness of school in general puberty in high school (laughs) you we gotta get used to puberty 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 Puberty. (laughs) it's there it's a thing (laughs) but i think what makes me uncomfortable now thinking back at those experiences is that i realized how brainwashed we were at least in elementary school (laughs) we were definitely straight up brainwashed and as a result, I, you know, I learned about different, we learned about different religions, but it was a, in a very biased lens. And do you know what I'm hitting at here? Do you remember <gasps> what I'm referencing here? Oh my gosh, I do. <laughs> we have to talk about this video. Yes. So. Oh, what, y'all haven't lived till you've seen this video. <laughs> it is the most one-sided discriminatory. Like for real. Okay, so let me like set the scene. This is back in the day because we're old. We they, we were in the classroom. They rolled in the big tube TV. Wait. They plug I thought they took us to a different room. Remember those random extra classrooms they had? I remember it being dark. And they rolled well, like You they, could turn the lights off in a normal classroom. <laughs> I know, but I remember feeling like this is not my normal environment. Like they took oh. us out of our normal room. Regardless into this new room. Regardless. Actually, you might be right because I think we were sitting on the floor when we were watching this. Yeah. Okay, okay, now you're right. Yeah, so anyways, they turn the lights off, put in the VC, what is it, the video The tape. big old TV, <laughs> oh, the VCR. VCR, yeah, they put it in and it is this video that straight up, I don't know, let me know what you remember from it because this is what I remember. I oh, remember... No. <laughs> scared. <laughs> Okay, so again, Catholic private school watching this video about different religions. And I remember specifically a scene in the video where I think it was talking about like the Mormon religion and how they framed it to be this like very culty environment where they're like, everything's so secretive. You can't even (laughs) go inside their building unless you're, you're a member as if they're like making it out to be like they were a cult. Mm -hmm. And I remember going to college and then I widened my (laughs) range of types of people that I met and, you know, interacted with. Did you meet some Mormons? I met some Mormons. They were very nice. 
And I remember forgetting about this video and then it coming back to me when they're like talking about our backgrounds and stuff. Like, oh yeah, we grew up Mormon. And then I was just like, like in the back of my head, like my subconscious was like, remember what they taught you about Mormons. And then I was just like, (laughs) I was like, wait, why am I feeling this way? But I, yeah, we straight up were told through this education that Mm -hmm. other religions other than Catholicism were not the right way to live life, essentially. What do you remember from it? I, I please forgive me if this is inaccurate. I'm, you know what? It's not inaccurate. It was my traumatic memory, but I remember this one part of the video and you have to understand this video was like a, a poorly done cartoon. And so it wasn't even real. There weren't any like real actors or anything. And of course there was mute music and everything. And it was, the tone was just very condescending. And there was one part where I think it was, they were talking about Jehovah's Witnesses maybe. And how he was like walking along and one day there was a bush and he found this book in the bush. And they made it just seem so ridiculous as if the beginnings of our own. Yeah. As if the beginnings of our own religion isn't seemingly also ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I just remember thinking for the longest time, wow, these other religions are so weird. Why would you ever want to be blank, 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 all the religions that were covered in the video instead of Catholic? The brainwashing. And thank goodness we learned some more critical thinking skills down the line (laughs) and and met different people and learned, you know, or had to unlearn a lot of those things. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things I think that get brought up that you don't realize tie back to your upbringing and mm-hmm. I mean, I'll just <laughs> add one more thing to that cuz I remember like elementary school or middle school watching that video and then um going into high school and then taking a religions of the world class. It was a completely I mean, granted it was still a Catholic private school that I was going to, but having the opportunity to have a class literally called Religions of the World. <laughs> That's nice. And then yeah, and it was positive experience of ex- of learning about different religions we and I was like, "Wow." That. That's nice. Yeah, it was a very Good nice experience and I was like, this is very different than the environment I came from. <laughs> than the crazy brainwashing video. <laughs> yeah, in this dark room like <laughs> All right, we've been Anyways. bashing private school uh, a lot. <laughs> so, Melissa, is there anything that did make you comfortable? I know we've considerably discussed how terrible the uniforms and uniform checks were. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a lot of it was problematic, don't get me wrong. But looking back now, I realized that I didn't mind the uniforms as much as maybe I should have or as much as other people because it actually took out a lot of the stress around what am I going to wear today? Mm-hmm. Do I have cool clothes? Does my outfit look like nice? that social pressure. The social pressure. Especially because, you know, looking back, we were we were struggling in terms of money and we couldn't afford the name brand. What was cool at the time? Hollister t-shirts. Limited to. Lim- oh, what? Limited to? <laughs> yeah. You know? Okay, all those things. I was wearing hand-me-downs. So... I'm glad in a way that there was a uniform. I just wish it wasn't so gender normative, but right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I don't know if it, if this was specific to the school that we went to per se, but 
it is something that I got from having gone through it. The academic foundation and discipline that I learned, at least in elementary school and, and junior high, I, again, like I thrived in a structured environment and we were pretty structured in elementary school and junior high. And then I remember actually going into high school, the high school that I went to, which again was a Catholic private high school. Um, I went in and and thought the academics were kind of not anything in comparison (laughs) to what they had prepped us for in junior high. Um, It was overall more lax than what I experienced. But yeah, I... I didn't mind the structure and it speaks to the uniforms too. I didn't mind them either. I remember going into high school and then like we were allowed to wear other types of shoes. Oh, like remember yes. in elementary school, yes. we had mm-hmm. to just wear the black leather yes. tie so shoes. Ugly. Yes. Go to Payless, buy your uh-huh. pair that yep. for the year. They'll get beat up all year. And then that's the shoe you wear every single day. Yeah. And then when we went to high school, they're like, oh, yeah, you can wear sneakers or whatever. And I was like, what? That was amazing. That's too many options. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And I could wear shorts. Like, I could yes. wear shorts The shorts were a godsend. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no Catholic pun intended. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> well, I, I also appreciate... I mean, we wouldn't be sitting here together had we not gone to this school. Yeah. You know, the small class sizes, it was kind of nice to to bond. and Yeah. 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 So there is, I think, a lot of trauma, though, that does come with having gone to a private school or a Catholic school, any religious institution school uh, that needs to be named. And some people really need to do a lot of unlearning. We had to do a lot of unlearning. So still we always, unlearning. Still, still unlearning. Mm-hmm. At the end of our shows, we always try to address how to be okay with it. Um, <laughs> so what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think in some cases, I don't think for this, it's about being okay with it in this particular instance. Mm-hmm. For some people, they can actually say that they benefited. Like, you know, I just talked about how I the structure of school and that, I mean, again, maybe that's just school in general. I was, I fit in in regards to that type of routine. Mm -hmm. But some people can say that they benefited from having gone to the Catholic private school, whether it was, like you mentioned, the friends that they made um, or the rigorous academic structure that propelled them. But I do recognize that there there are like disenfranchised groups of people, including myself as a a woman and Mm -hmm. a woman of color that have had to unlearn a lot of the toxic, toxic culture that comes with attending not only a private school, but the Catholicism weaved into that. I think Catholicism in general is based in a patriarchal structure. Mm -hmm. So that's been the most difficult part in the unlearning process for me. But I don't know. For me, it's just... The unlearning is the part that helps me be okay with it. And yeah. like taking the bits and pieces that did benefit me, what, you know, my values are, are based in maybe not Catholicism per se, but I learned what it meant to like help others and not ask anything in return and mm. volunteer, you know, I still carry those kinds of values with me to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it's about picking and choosing from these traumatic experiences. <laughs> well, if you are traumatized, hey, you're not alone. <laughs> I'm 
we're all traumatized. The only one out there. Uh, you know, we've we've gone through our fair share of it too, as we've mentioned in this episode. It is a lot easier, I will say, to unlearn things with friends or, Hi. you know, find a group of people <laughs> like us who can laugh through the pain with you. Mm-hmm. One of the feelings that really accompany a lot of the teachings of a Catholic private school is guilt. Guilt. Ooh, guilt. It's one. such a heavy one. And it's important to notice when those feelings of guilt are surfacing and acknowledging, thinking through them. My old preferred method was to just ignore it and keep pushing through. I will report, though, for y'all that that did not work out. <laughs> so if that's where you're currently at, now that you listen to this episode talk to us, talk to your friends, you probably are trying to unlearn the same things. And if you look deeper into what's making you uncomfortable and ask yourself why, it's interesting to discover that a lot of it is learned. And if you learned it, you probably aren't the only one who learned it. So yeah, Catholic guilt is a thing. It it is. For real. Yeah. Anyways, so we discussed a lot today. (laughs) Um, It's a lot to process. So thank you all for listening. Um, We'll wrap it up for today. If you like our show, make sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can follow us on Instagram as well. Tell us about your traumatic Catholic school (laughs) or private school experiences or just like awkward experiences in general. We love to hear them. We're at imuncomfortable.podcast. So follow us there. We post multiple times a week there for you and we release new episodes every Tuesday (laughs) (laughs) so talk to you then bye